Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, as you embark on your retirement planning journey, it's crucial to foresee potential expenses that may nibble away at your hard-earned savings. Join us as we explore six financial demands that can impact your retirement nest egg and discover effective strategies to prepare for them. That and so much more coming up. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio. As you just heard, uh, Eric Carney is here. Joseph Lenz is here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, we are talking about um, nibbling away at our hard-earned savings. I like that. It's pretty creative, Eric. Yeah, I like it, too. I mean, it's like uh, that's probably what we have to do is, uh, you know, people get very overwhelmed. So let's just nibble away at it a little bit. Well, exactly. All right. So we'll dig in. Joseph, how's things? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Very well, thanks. And uh, you guys staying busy? I would say so. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's been very interesting. You know, we're we're going into the fall season now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you look back, and I mean, I think everybody says this anymore. Like, where did the year go? Oh, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, like Labor Day went, and uh, I don't know. It, it's it's so crazy. I mean, you're you're gonna have the holiday season upon us here in no time, and then it literally is the end of this year, and. Um, I mean, so basically, you know, I would say in another month or two, we're going to start preparing, you know, for the first six months of 2024, which is just insane to me. Of course. And, and of course, in that time period, there is a Super Bowl where, for all intents and purposes, the Dolphins will be. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping so. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> they're looking good. Yeah, they are looking really good. Um, the, the the issue is is that they're just as strong at the beginning of the game at the, as they are at the end of the game, and the problem is is like I mean, what happened with the Patriots is Mac Jones all of a sudden like caught fire like the third quarter, and it's like, but the Dolphins don't really change. They kind of. They're like, well, we're doing good, we're doing good, we're doing good, and that's just how they are. I mean, so hopefully they're strong enough. They have a they have a hell of a defense. Um, hopefully they're strong enough, and our quarterback stays strong because uh, you know that's what happened to them last year. And I think we will have a pretty good year. So I, I'm I'm really hopeful. And and unbelievably enough, Baker Mayfield actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, where was he before? I know. So yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, enough about football. We have to talk about finance and uh, and oh, the retirement and, right. and really what it's all about here, right? Uh, because um, uh, we're talking about going through a significant chunk of your life saving money and all of that. Um, but there are areas that we need to focus on, and uh, topping that list in my mind anyway is healthcare. Uh, it's a it's a big unknown. I mean, it's probably the biggest unknown when it comes to retirement planning. Yeah, I think so because I mean, uh, you know if. And, and we see a lot of people, they were healthy their entire life until this happened. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, sure. I mean, everybody's healthy until something happens, right? I mean, it's kind of an interesting statement that people make. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that even people that work out and eat healthy, something eventually could very much uh, happen to them. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I've been in the business long enough where all of a sudden, you know, you'll get a phone call one day and it's like, hey, so-and-so passed away. And I'm like, you're kidding, you know, and... And then also other times you see where a client will get sick and they're, they're going through a lot. We have a couple of clients like, like that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just it's it's sad because, I mm-hmm. mean, it is inevitable that, you know, we will go through a difficult um, health uh, period in our life. And you've got to be prepared for that financially. Well, and, uh, you know, Fidelity's come out with their 22nd annual retiree health care cost estimate. 65-year-old retiree can expect to spend an average of $157,500 in medical expenses uh, in 2023. If you're a couple, of course, then double it. Yeah, isn't that crazy, Steve? That's crazy I mean, numbers. And those, I mean, the good, if there's any good news in here, it's the, it's the first time that it, it has, it, it's been flat. It hadn't jumped up a whole bunch. Right. That's true. Because, I mean, we've been following this study for a very long time. It's, it's pretty accurate as well. And what people have to understand is that this estimate is not even considering long-term care. These are just normal health care costs above and beyond Medicare. And so, you know, let's let's say that you are able to live from 65 to 85, and then you go into a long-term care event from, let's say, 85 to 90. Now, this is just factoring in that money from 65 to 85. So I don't think that there's a lot of people that are truly prepared for, you know, these extra health care costs. They do become a burden, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a church up in Georgia somewhere 
who just cleared out $2.3 million in healthcare debt in their community. Um, and so they, they just said that that was something that we really wanted to help families do. And it wasn't even families that belonged to the church. It's just if you had healthcare debt, they wanted to help you with that. And they cleared out all that debt with the community. What a community. great story. It really it was a great story. And as I read through it, they're just like, look, we're, we're just trying to get people in a better position. But healthcare costs are really hindering a lot of people from moving forward. So I thought that was a great story. Um, there's actually a lot of um, church or faith-based insurance programs out there. Um, I actually know another advisor who's actually in it, and it's been very successful for her and her family. And basically, you pay into it, and when you need the money, you know, you basically tell them, look, you know, we have these healthcare costs, and they are covered. And so they're, they're basically, you know, self-insuring everything, but it's also helping out other people. So. Mm -hmm. You know, these healthcare costs are a really big deal, but the thing is, is that you have to make sure that your advisor is actually factoring them in into your financial plan and your income plan and factoring in the correct inflation for those because healthcare and long-term care are not normal inflation. Of course. And one of the ways to combat that, Eric, and we've had these conversations before, is we talked about an HSA, a health savings account, if you have a high deductible plan. Now, that is one way to at least alleviate a little bit of the, the, the pain there. Yeah, and you can kind of get a triple tax savings, as yes. they call it. So the amount of money that you put in, you get a tax deduction for that. It grows tax-free, and as long as you're using that for tax or medical expenses, you can pull that out tax-free as well. And the nice thing is, is that actually rolls over the following year for whatever money you don't use. So a lot of people, they actually end up retiring once they you know leave their work high-deductible plan, and they have a good chunk of money in that HSA that they that can then be rolled over into like an IRA. So it's almost like another form of saving for retirement. Nice. Wow, I like that. Folks, if you want to get a head start, let me give you a phone number, 800-779-1942. We're talking about some areas that can impact retirement and uh, really sort of nibble away at what is there. And home ownership, how, how much time do you spend discussing that with folks? Well, a lot of people think that, you know, they focus a lot on paying off their home first, right? Okay. Before they even get into retirement and they want to get rid of that debt. But when you're actually looking at that, the principal and interest are really the only things that are going to maintain flat year over year, as long as you're not um, refinancing your home. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, you're still going to have that insurance and taxes on your house every single year, even when it's fully paid off. Hopefully you still have insurance on your home. And if you live in Southwest Florida, especially, you'll see that insurance has been on the rise drastically, right? So those two expenses are actually going to keep getting paid year over year and possibly more than likely rising as just in taxes and insurance. And then on top of that, home maintenance is a big deal, right? Because we right. may not be spending a lot of money every single year on home maintenance, but every couple of years, more than likely, you're going to have a big expense, right? right. A, a water heater needs to get replaced every eight to 10 years. You're going to need a new roof every about every 20 years, especially if there's a hurricane that comes through, right? You're going to need a new roof. Um, there's, there's a lot of things, appliances as well. So we run an average rate per year that somebody needs to spend. And uh, actually, according to the Bureau of Labor uh, Statistics th from 2016 to 2020, Americans um, over 65 are spending on average uh, well, close to $17,000 a year on home-related expenses. So Does now that this surprise can, you? I mean, it really doesn't when you think about taxes, insurance, sure. and then you also think about you know the, just the regular maintenance that oh, you yeah. have to keep up on your home. Especially a lot of people, this one might sound silly, but especially in Florida, pools, right? Oh, if you yeah. have a pool at your house, that could be a, almost two grand a year that you're spending just to maintain that pool. At least. At least? <laughs> yeah, at least. Jesus, just to stare at it. <laughs> Come on, everybody out there listening, you know you just stare at your pool. I mean, you know, it's like everybody's like, I have to have a pool. I'm going to Florida. I have to have a pool. No, I mean, you really don't. I mean, we like to look at it. I like to listen to the waterfall. Um, there's some LED lights in there. But is, I, that, worth, is that worth it? <laughs> I mean, the only time I go in my pool is when my dog's tennis ball goes in there. And it's like, ah, I got to go grab the thing. You know, that's about it. You know, the novelty wears off quick. It's a very large bowl of water. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes. Well, but, uh, you know, people like it. And so, so again, but that's part of that home ownership cost if you have a pool. I hadn't really thought about that because I don't have a pool. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it is an expense. And, you know, the, the other thing about housing, if you talk about that too, is one of the biggest things is that a lot of our clients want to make sure that their children now can afford a home. And, you know, home ownership is getting to be very difficult. It's very expensive. Now, interest rates are going up. And actually, we talked about this a little bit last week, but State Street, BlackRock and Vanguard in six years, it's projected that they will own over 60% of single family homes in America. Mm -hmm. Cut it out. Say that again. Yeah. So State Street, BlackRock and Vanguard. Okay. They've been, they've been buying up these blocks of homes. Actually, they, they bought, uh, we, jo Joseph and I have a, a family friend uh, who their home was bought by them. And when they purchase your home, uh, they basically give you these rules. We want the house completely empty. It must be swept mm -hmm. and everything. Um, and then they come through and they will own that. But these three companies alone, it's estimated if they continue the trend that they're on in six years, they will own over 60% of single family homes in the United States. Well, that's a scary number. It's a scary number, but also you also have to realize that there's much smaller companies Right. We, we, we know who State Street is, Vanguard and BlackRock. Right. But it also means that there's a lot of smaller companies that are also buying up these houses. And so basically what's going to happen is they will control the real estate market. They will control the single family homes. They will also control rent. Hmm. And so, I mean, it, it's it really is something to take a look at. And so, again, there's a lot of people who out there want to make sure that their children are able to afford a home. And that is becoming a very mainstream goal and objective. Okay. Well, we've only covered two of the six that we uh, that we said we were going to cover. So let's take a break and we'll come back and continue. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. That sounds fantastic, Joseph. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 800-779-1942. The goal here at the show, to help you make the best decision for you. So if you've got questions about what we're talking about and you're wondering how it might work out in your own situation, give Joseph and Eric a call. It's 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Stick around and we're going to continue our conversation on the six financial demands that can impact your retirement nest egg. Stay tuned. And we're back. WealthWorks Radio is the program. I'm consumer advocate Steve Soralda. Eric Carney is here. Eric is, uh, well, he is the big guy at uh, Retirement Wealth. You know, president of Retirement Wealth. I like big guy. Uh, <laughs> Eric, of course, the fiduciary independent. Joseph as well, an independent fiduciary right there as well. And uh, we were talking about six different financial demands that impact us. And, and we covered a couple. We've covered health care and home ownership. But there's other things that can influence. Uh, and uh, as you said at the very beginning, Eric, nibble away at our hard-earned savings. And one of those things uh, is we've all been dealing with, and that's inflation. Yeah, inflation. You know, I'll tell you what, when this whole inflation started, it really wasn't annoying to me at all, but now it is annoying. Uh, you know, You're just sick talk of talking about it? Yeah, well, I'm sick of talking about it, but I'm also sick of paying for well, it. Well, that's I mean, true. Mm -hmm. Good point. You know, I mean, and, and I think, you know, I think Southwest Florida is a little bit more sensitive to just because of the hurricanes. Um, and, you know, the last hurricane that we had, well, the one last year was just a whopper. And, you know, it's still affecting our area. But what we're seeing is, is that roofing prices are sky high. Any kind of building material is sky high. Labor is absolutely through the roof. Uh, we talk about food. We talk about fuel. Um, but, you know, things are getting very expensive. And my buddy's actually an air conditioning contractor, uh, Matt Wilson, and he's a great guy at your service, uh, very dependable, very reasonable. The problem is he's like, I really want to get out of this business. I'm like, why is that? You're doing really well. 
he's like, everything is getting so damn expensive that people just complain constantly. And he's like, there's a lot of stuff that I can't even mark up because it's already so expensive. And, you know, he's like, you know, people will say to him, that's really expensive. He's like, yeah, I would suggest that you get two other estimates. And I'm like, you tell people that, Matt? He's like, absolutely. He goes, because if you can do better than me, he goes, you should do it. But he goes, but I don't know how you possibly can. And so the thing is, is that the costs have gone up on just parts. Um, it's you know, your, your supply and demand issues are still a problem after that. And so while some things will go down a little bit, you're going to have other things that actually increase. Mm -hmm. um, and, and with all the technology that's coming, you know, it, it's interesting now because he's like, you don't even put gauges up to these air conditioning units anymore. You literally put your phone up to them, runs the diagnostics and basically tells you what's wrong with it. It's kind of crazy. He's like, but more um, technology means more problems. Actually, he's a lot. He's like a lot of these things just don't run like they used to. But when it comes to inflation, you know, you have to consider this in your portfolio. And again, we just had another new client come into us and, and she says, I actually do have an income plan. We looked at it. The advisor had her spending over $100,000 more than what she actually spends, was not factoring in inflation, and it was completely wrong. And she's like, I'm, there's no way I'm spending that much money. But that's how it was ran. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. He goes, my mistake. Your <laughs> mistake? So for the next 30 years, you have her spending an additional $3 million. You're not factoring in inflation. Come on. You know, and that's what I'm saying. The, the financial industry has got to be better than that. Yeah. You know, and, and there's not enough people that are taking into account normal inflation or healthcare inflation. And, and this is one thing that you have to really take a look at. And, and by the way, I've been preaching inflation since 2001. And it's fallen on deaf ears and people would actually debate it. They're like, oh, well, some years it's like, you know, negative. And I'm like, that's true. Some years it's zero. But sooner or later, it's not going to be like this. And now that it's here, people are panicking. But if you've already factored in uh, two and a half to three percent inflation in your portfolio, uh, normal inflation, you're actually ahead of the game at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the numbers don't lie. Uh, the inflation rate, 3.67, uh, that's right now. So, yeah, inflation always on the mind. And one of the other things, and we've talked about this before, too, and I know, Eric, you get you, you play the bad cop sometimes when it comes to adult <laughs> children and then their children and uh, the, the your clients in terms of protecting their retirement. Oh, didn't this just happen last week? It did, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you you know, you, I, I can't even, I, I'm not even going to talk about it, but yeah, there's people out there that are sacrificing their retirement yep. for their children, grown adult children who are working full-time jobs. It's irritating to me. Sure. Maybe, maybe because I'm jealous because my parents didn't pay for my <laughs> cell phone bill. No. Maybe my, my parents didn't pay my student loans. My parents didn't pay for my car insurance, right? My dad's like, you want to drive like a jerk when you're 17? get your own insurance. And I did. Right. And so, uh, you know, like I said, there's, Oh, I want to make sure I take care of them. You got to take care of yourself first. Yes. And, and again, that's, that's, and you said you just dealt with it. So this is something that happens on a fairly regular basis is what you're saying. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of funnier stories, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's one client who is paying her son's ex-girlfriend's bills. Mm-hmm. So wait, now say that again. She was paying, paying her, her son's ex-girlfriend's ex bills. What the heck? Uh-huh. <laughs> they were split up. They were broken up. They hadn't been together. There's no way they're ever going to get back together. And she was sending her money every single month. She must I have been a, a good gal, huh? Well, she's like, well, she's very nice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm very nice too, but I'm putting a stop to this. Yeah. And, you know, to this day, and, and this was, what, three years ago? Yeah. So imagine if she never had that conversation with me. That girl would have received another $36,000 by now. Oh, and man. she never would have said no because she would have assumed that she had money. The problem is, is that, you know, we don't have this money to be able to give away. And so, I, yeah, I put the kibosh on that and she always thanks me for that. And I just kind of laugh about it, you know, sure. but, but it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not funny, right. you know. But, but we realize that, you know, we cannot be enablers. We really have to help people get on their feet, too. And look, people out there can say, well, you're cold, Eric. That's fine. That That's fine. I'll take it. I got, I got big shoulders. The problem is, is that I'm responsible. If you come to me 
and I'm responsible for your, your money and you don't want to run out of money and you want to maintain your lifestyle, I have to give you tough financial love. And that's what it really is. It's like, I am there for you. That's kind of a, a, a fiduciary responsibility. I'm looking out for your best interest. Right. So people can say all you want, you're a hard ass or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, a lot of people after we go through that, and, and a lot of times it's not an easy conversation. Um, you know, and some people say, will say, I really appreciate that, Eric. That's what we needed to hear. So, you know, again, I'm all for helping out my nieces and my nephews. I love them to death, but I'm also, you know, not going to supplement them, you know, the rest of their life either. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the study by Merrill Lynch uh, in 2018, 79% of parents providing financial support to their adult children, contributing a combined total of $500 wow. billion. I mean, what a number. I mean, so folks, if, if, you're, if you're supporting your adult children, you're not alone, but, but, but you ought to be. annually. Annually. Yeah. That is crazy. And like, the thing that sticks out to me is adult uh -huh. children, right? Like, yeah. these are people that have, like Eric said, full-time jobs, right? Who should be learning responsibilities, learning how to save money, and it just blows my mind. Sure. All right, taxes are also something that can, uh, well, more than nibble, they could be like a shark bite out of your retirement. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're not factoring those. I mean, most people have money that socks away into like 401ks or tax-deferred accounts. So mm -hmm. when they go to start pulling all this money out, it's all taxable income to them, right? And even when people talk about Social Security, like, well, that's going to be tax-free. Well, not all of it, right? Up to 85% of that is actually taxable income. Um, and if you're pulling more money out of your IRAs and you're, you're having a higher gross income every year, that's what throws your Social Security into those higher brackets. Mm -hmm. So if you're just thinking you're going to pull, you know, oh, I only need an extra 40 grand a year to pull from my IRA on top of my Social Security for me to stay afloat with my current lifestyle. Well, now you're having to pay the next, you know, taxes. If we just run a flat 20% rate on that $40,000, that's an extra eight grand every year that's going away to Uncle Sam, right? Wow. So when we're actually looking at people's what they're pulling out of their accounts, we're actually adding a 25% buffer onto that because we're with, withholding that extra 20% of what's coming out to pay for them if they don't have those tax-free buckets that we're able to build up over time in retirement. So it's, and again, we're talking about nibbling. Like you said, it's gonna be like a shark bite coming out of there, right? If you run a financial plan and you don't include taxes on that, then it's completely wrong, right? Because every single year, you're gonna have a chunk of money that's going away. Right. And uh, so the final one that we were going to talk about is longevity. And that is something uh, it, we talk about, it, I think, every week in one form or another, because it's such a it's such a big part of retirement that we're living longer. We got to have more money. Yeah. So interesting here. Uh, a baby born in the United States in 2021 has an estimated life expect expectancy of just over 76 years. Um, kind of interesting when you see that, because, I mean, I'm not sure why, but that seems like life expectancy is going down a little bit. I think that number used to be 78. Hmm. I think it's 78 for females, uh, 76 for, for males. Males, so it might be, oh, okay. It might be taking the average. But I mean, being in this industry and what we plan for and what we see for, we see a lot of clients that over exceed that number drastically, right? How I mean, the hell did my father make it to 85? <laughs> well, this is I what mean, I mean. He I mean, didn't take care of himself at all. Like people walk today. My dad didn't walk. He walked to the mailbox. He didn't drink water. He drank a lot of beer. I mean, really, the man lived to 85. Yeah. Was he yeah. a smoker too? No, he didn't smoke. Okay. Well, he smoked younger, but I mean, every mm -hmm. baby boomer did. Or, of course. Yeah, but I still, mean, if you think did, about but... it, you know, you hear people that say, I, I quit smoking at 50 years old. Well, think about still True. all the amount of time, all, all those years. They have 20 years of smoking, at least, even if it's just one cigarette a day, right? Yeah. The effect yeah. it has on your lungs. And these people are still living to these older ages. And Eric and I will sit down with people all the time because we, we run these plans to normally on average, you know, between 95 and 100 years old. And people will see those ages be like, oh, they got me living to 95. And they laugh about it. Like, well, we're not making it to there. It's like, well, it might be a joke to you, but we're still planning for it, right? We yeah. have to make sure that if you do get in those later ages that you can still afford and maintain your lifestyle because there's always going to be that, you know, want to plan for more safe than sorry. What if you do get to those older ages and you're like, oh, well, my plan ends at 92, so let's hope I end at 92. <laughs> or 91. That's not, that's not really a plan, right? Yeah, I mean, right. you have to be making sure that you're factoring in these later years. Sure. Well, what we have to factor in now is a break because we need to take one and uh, we'll invite folks to call in the process. Sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. 
we're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic, folks. Here it is, a great opportunity to get that financial roadmap put in place. There's no cost, no obligation for you to get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you, maybe because of high fees or commissions. What about future tax implications and how much income can you securely generate from that once you do move into retirement? To find out, give us a call, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, when we come back, the secret to financial security and stability and how to take control of your financial future. Stay tuned. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. We were covering some ground today, what's nibbling away at our retirement funds. And now uh, we're getting into an area that I think both of you guys, and and, um, and I know Donna as well, uh, you, you've got you're pretty knowledgeable when it comes to behavioral finance. And, and that's kind of what we're going to dig into to dig into in this in this segment. Yeah, this is a huge, huge area. And, you know, it's probably one of the most neglected areas. And especially, and no offense, but especially if you're a veteran advisor, you're, you know, you're not thinking about how people behave or how their emotions actually really affect their finances. And they absolutely do. One of the best books out there that I've given to just about every single one of my clients is The Psychology of Money. And actually, Donna met him at a conference, and he's a very interesting uh, author. The thing about it is, is that financial behavior uh, shows us all the financial negatives. And sometimes they're so subconscious that we're not even aware of them. Mm -hmm. And so it's behavioral finance is about not how we behave or we should behave. It's about how we actually behave. And it's literally two different things. And you think, oh, I lost a little bit of money in there. But people uh, don't realize how bad it is to them subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times where we'll see something in somebody's portfolio where they've taken a huge loss. And I never understood why they never sold it. For me, it's it's easy. You sell it, you move on, right. you, you buy something better. It's like, it's like uh, in your body, if you have dis-ease, you have a disease. Right. And that's right. why they call it dis-ease. It's it doesn't feel what right. So in your body, if you have a disease, then you want to get rid of it. So when you get rid of it out of your body, your body improves and your health is better. It's no different with your portfolio. If you have something that's toxic in the portfolio, you you get rid of it. But then behavioral finance comes in. And if we sell it, what it's showing is the person made a mistake by buying it in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so if they sell it, they're recognizing that they made a mis mistake and they beat themselves up. And so what happens is people will refuse to sell something in the hopes that it will come back. And then they tell themselves, see, I told you, I knew it was going to come back. Five years right. down the line. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, it's just not it's not healthy for them. Well, let me ask you this. I, I, how how much does our upbringing influence how we react to money as an adult? Pretty much everything. Everything. Mm -hmm your friends, your family, where you grew up, how you grew up, if you were controlled by money, um, if you had money, if you didn't have money. You know, I always tell the story about, you know, driving my car and then Jamie Phillips bringing his dad's brand new 911 in, right? Yeah. And I was just like, damn, like, that's unbelievable, right? But then I would drive my beat-up Camaro to my friend Brian's house and who lived on the, you know, other side of town, and his friends couldn't believe that I had my own car. And so, the, you know, it's different because I look at Jamie driving a brand new 911 in high school and I think, I can't even fathom that lifestyle. But yet these kids who 
will never be able to afford a car while they're in high school. Look at me, and even though it's a piece of crap Camaro, I can't believe you have your own car. So well, it's a Camaro, for goodness sake. <laughs> it was a pretty beat-up Camaro. Okay. When I totaled it, I was actually quite surprised that I was so happy about it. So uh, <laughs> I stepped up to a year newer, but um, oh, yeah. still a piece of crap. So, but but anyways, we you know it's it's how we grow up with money and we feel about it, and and certainly our surroundings um, are also helpful on how we feel about money. And you know the the bottom line is is that. If you surround yourself with three successful people, you will be the fourth. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do that, it's going to go the other way. And so, you know, I grew up with my two parents who were just hardworking middle-class Americans, and I learned that you had to work hard to get anywhere. And so, you know, my mindset is different than a lot of other people's. Um, so, you know, but it, it, it does. I mean, but, you know, what's, what's interesting about this is that when I gave this book out, I actually had a client of mine who struggled with his finances and he would make very poor decisions. And what was interesting was one day he brought the book back into me, The Psychology of Money, and he put it down. He goes, I don't want to read that stuff. Oh, boy. And I thought to myself, Steve, you're the one that this is actually written for. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you're bringing it back to me thinking that you're doing me a favor. No, not really. And, and, and I still think about it to this day. I don't need that book. Okay, that's fine, you know, but still struggles with investment behavior and behavioral finance issues. So the thing is, is that it is our relationship of how we think about money and how open-minded or closed-minded we can be about money. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and this, is what, this is what we're talking about here and that how much of the, how much influence does it just our overall mindset in other words if we have a negative feeling about money is it going to stay negative and i mean it's our subconscious right sure we don't even realize that we're thinking about it that way so i mean in, in the years of if we're just watching the stock market let's say people hyper fixate on those down years right everybody when, when you're talking about the last let's say you pull the last 20 years what are the years people are going to talk about well look at 2008 right mm -hmm. look at how much the market was down in that year but everybody fails to forget that between 2009 up to you know 2020, it was one of the craziest bull runs ever. But people, if they subconsciously are negative viewpoint of money or they're scared of investing, they're going to hyper fixate on those down years. But what about that year? But what about the 11 years after the market was beautiful, right? <laughs> where, yeah. where, where we saw so many double digit returns in those years where people fully recovered if they were properly invested. But people fail to forget that just because their subconscious mind is telling them to focus on the negative. Well, I could lose. Well, you know, I, I don't want to put this money away. This is for my retirement and I don't want to risk anything. And also by how they were raised, like we were talking about before, we have a lot of clients who parents grew up during the Great Recession. Right. Or the Great Depression, I should say. Sorry. Right. Um, and so they were very focused on socking away cash, right? Cash, 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 no investments, just focus on putting as much money away as possible, but keeping that all in cash. But as we were talking about in the first segment, the things that nibble away at your retirement, at your money, inflation, right? So they don't care about the inflation risk because they're so focused on the investment risk. The idea or thought of them possibly losing a penny of what they saved outweighs the thought of the true thought of, well, my purchasing power is going to go down because of inflation. So it's definitely the subconscious mind that a lot of our early influences, how we grew up is going to affect our money. How do we change that? I mean, it, it's, it's about educating ourselves, right? And, and creating that different perspective, seeking different people out that are going to possibly educate us in the right ways. And mm -hmm. I think Eric and I, we kind of pride ourselves at, at our firm here for actually educating our clients, explaining to them the investment process. Instead of just saying, you know, we got this, we're going to take care of this for you. No, here's how we're going to take care of this for you. Why we're doing the moves that we're making and actually explaining it to them is what's truly can change somebody's perspective. But it also doesn't help with the financial media out there. Financial media, news media, all these, all this media that's fed you 24-7 and it is geared so that you stay in and you, you stay on that channel and you don't change the channel because, you know, don't change the channel because after this commercial, we're going to talk about this and you're not going to want to miss this. And it's like, holy cow. So they, they keep the channel on. 
And so there's constant negativity coming around us at all times. And, you know, as we get older as human beings, we just get more negative. I love my mother, but Joseph and I were coming back from the, the uh, Bonita office mm -hmm. the other day, and my mom happened to call, so I put her on speaker. And go ahead, Joseph, take before, over. Before she answered, he said, I'm going to ask her how she's doing, and it won't be positive. Just watch. <laughs> Clicks. Hello? Hey, Mom, how are you? I've had better days, right? So it, it's it's just it's that mindset, right? And I mean, he, Joseph and I just started laughing, you yeah. know. And my mom's probably like, "What's so funny?" Yeah. But th that's how it is. And uh, mind you, nothing was really wrong. Let me just preface exactly. that, right? Like there, there seriously wasn't anything wrong. No, no. It was just a negative outlook, right? And she explained the situation that she was having. Eric quickly said, "No, here's this, this, and that. Oh, okay. Well, I feel a little bit better now about that." And it's just you move on, right? But it's just that you get in that negative rut, and then it, people, some people, allow it to ruin their days, their weeks, their months. Well, that, and it really will too. And I think that it's it's not something that's easy to change sometimes, but it can be changed. It can be, and and I'll tell you what. Um, next year, I'm I'm going to turn double nickels. So, uh, you know, the bottom line is that I really am trying to keep my mindset more positive. I am worried about as I get older, if I'm going to get continually more negative, and I see it with my older friends. Mm -hmm. All right, let's end this segment with a, with a piece from Dave Ramsey. We talked about this earlier, and Dave, I think, you know, he's a, he's a big name out there, and, and, and some of what he says is really meaningful, and I think this clip sort of exemplifies that. Because when you do your budget and you really detail everything out, very seldom are things as bad as they felt when you didn't know the details. Not knowing the details is a monster in the closet. The boogeyman is in the closet, and he's never really there as bad as you think he is. Now, some people discover it's worse than they thought it was, but very few. Okay. <laughs> I mean, agree, disagree? What do you think? I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think so many people are so afraid to know their true situation mm -hmm. that they don't want to know. You know, and uh, so the thing is that they don't want to go through the process and they think they can, you know, perform their way through retirement. And, you know, we're still seeing people out there stuck in retail bond funds that, are, that have horrific returns this year. And so, you know, people think, um, hopefully my portfolio will get me through this. More than likely, it's not. You cannot perform your way through retirement. So instead of being overwhelmed, um, and, and worry about it, maybe your situation isn't so bad and possibly we can make it even significantly better. So the bottom line is, is that you really have to put some effort into this if you wanna change it. And remember, everything that we do, work, save, whatever we do and even spend is all tied to our lifestyle. And so financing, financial planning is really tied to your lifestyle. So it's about your daily living, buying groceries, buying gasoline, paying your insurance, paying your mortgage, paying your rent, whatever it may be. It's all tied to financial planning. So that's why this is so critical. You know, it's not like this is a tiny part of your life. It affects your everyday life. Absolutely. And, and again, we are up against the clock, folks. Let's go ahead and, and uh, take a quick break. We'll come back and have one more segment. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next five callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. It's why we give you the opportunity to review your individual circumstances. No cost, no obligation. Call us right away, 800-779-1942. Again, it's 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part questions from you and answers from us. See you soon. Hey, we're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and uh, we've had a fun show today. We covered a lot of ground talking about things that will eat away at our retirement. We'll talk, we talked about behavioral finance and um, all of that. But now let's get into what people are asking, what, what the, the listeners are wanting to hear. What do you think? 
I think that's a great idea. I love reading these because, again, it gives us an idea of what people are thinking out there. And really what's interesting is, is that as the economy changes, whether it's inflation or whatever it may be, um, you know, the, these these questions are pretty up to date. So um, I like the questions that we have today, and we're going to go through these, and I think we'll have some good answers for them. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, folks, for a head start, it's 800-779-1942. That's the number. Uh, all right, let's jump with Brandy uh, for in Western Bay, Florida. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you know, if you know the song, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's just silly. Uh, anyway, Brandy in Boca Grande. Uh, she says, "I'm 53 and I'm behind the eight ball when it comes to retirement savings. My company does not match my 401k. I currently contribute 12 percent, and the funds I'm offered to invest in are just not performing well. Now nice. I have the option to convert the money into ETFs." Or IRAs. I know once this is, uh, I know that none of this is a get-rich-quick scheme. But taking that 12% and depositing it into a CD is more is more appealing. Are there any ideas or thoughts? How would meeting with a financial advisor help me? Uh, it's funny that this came up because we were just talking about this just a little while ago. I don't know people's obsession with these CDs right now. I don't get it. Um, you know, the one thing that you have to remember about a CD right now is it's very short-term, um, and you receive a 1099 at the end of the year. You're getting taxed on that money. Now, again, if it's in an IRA, all right, that is tax-deferred, but a lot of these people are putting money in there just trying to, like, get caught up. I promise you, when you run the numbers with, with the taxes that you're going to pay on it with a 1099 at the end of the year and with inflation, these CDs are not that great. They are still certificates of depreciation. This is no different than when gas goes from $2.90 up to $3.10 and people say, I am not traveling anymore. I'm not <laughs> doing any road trips. This is the end of it. My family will sit home and suffer. No, <laughs> if you really run the numbers on a 20 cent increase of a gallon of gas over the whole term of your trip, it may come out to like $46. You're telling me that $46 is going to change your entire trip? I certainly hope not. So the thing is, is that by putting chunks of money into a 5% CD, this is not going to change your lifestyle. It's not typically not a smart move. For you, Brandy, what I would really be concentrating on is if your if your funds are not that great in your in your 401k, which is normal out there, and you can convert the money into exchange traded funds, that would definitely be something better to do. If you can do an in-service distribution, I would get the money out of there and put it into something that could be better managed. But I would also start to concentrate on your Roth IRA. Okay. Well, I mean, here's what I find interesting about Brandy is that she's actually aware of what's going on inside her 401k. How many of us could actually say that? Yeah, not many, right? And and so, and a lot of times people say, well, I'm conservative. You have to remember that a conservative choice is actually a bond fund. And, you know, year to date, bond funds are, again, abysmal. People don't understand the relationship that a, that a bond has to interest rates. And so when interest rates goes up, bond funds typically go down, which has happened significantly, and it's going on a few years now. So again, if you take a look at your five-year rate of return in a bond fund, it's pretty horrific. So you got to realize you're only 53. You want to be more equity-driven. You have a long ways to go. And even when you get to 65, even if you do retire, you still want to accumulate after that. All right. Uh, Brandy, give us a call, 800-779-1942. It seems obvious that they could help you. Uh, Millie is in Fort Myers Beach, and she says, I'm 63 and don't plan on retiring for at least five years. Now, I've been working with an investment advisor for two years, and he recently informed me that his fees are going up from 0.5% to 1% for nonspecific reasons. Now, I was told initially it was a friends and family discount. Is something off here? I mean, yeah, I would say so, right? Because whenever you're working with an advisor and your fees are doubling, essentially, right? You have to yeah. be guessing, to, t asking yourself, well, what value is really being added 
from me paying double now all of a sudden, right? So, you know, is there a financial plan being created? Is there tax planning being done for you? Are you factoring, you know, do you have a full comprehensive financial plan that is being built for you? Um, and you really want to have a, a reason for why you're paying more in fees. But in this case, I would say that, um, especially with five years left for retirement, there's a lot of different strategies that you can put into place. You want to make sure you're planning the correct way for that retirement date. Um, and I would look at getting some second opinions. Okay. 800-779-1942 is where your first stop could be, Millie. And uh, Carlos has a question. He's in Lehigh Acres. Uh, he says, I've retired recently, and I'm looking to roll over my 401 into an IRA and start to take some distributions. It turns out that I was making some after-tax contributions over the years that has a cost basis of about $50,000. Now, I'd like to roll that amount into a Roth IRA, which I would imagine would be tax-free. My CPA seems to agree. Curious if you could describe that process for me. That's an interesting question. Well, so, you know, a lot of people think I want to do a Roth conversion, but they're not taking a look at everything that goes along with it. And so you have to take a look at your time frame because remember, when you do a Roth conversion, that is considered taxable income, which could affect your Medicare. And so a lot of people say, you know, they come in, you know, they come walking in the office all hot and they're like, Hey, I want to roll over 300 grand. I'm so excited about this. And I'm like, Whoa, let me show you what that looks like. So a lot of times what you're going to want to do is actually take a look at the financial plan, take a look for every action. There's a reaction. And so you have to understand that when you do something, it will affect other areas. And so you have to take a look at this and, um, Joseph might want to add something to that. Yeah, I mean, the after-tax basis that he has in there, that $50,000 can be put into that Roth, but just keep in mind that there's a five-year waiting period on any conversion. So if you put that fifty grand in, you have to wait five years before you can actually pull that money out tax-free. Um, so just keep that in mind whenever you're doing conversions and you think about liquidity is you want to make sure you have that five-year period in mind as well, making sure that that money is for the future. When he talks about uh, taking some after-tax contributions over the years, making some after-tax contributions over the years with a cost basis of fifty grand, what does that mean, and what was he doing? So basically, he contributed over the amount into his four hundred one k. So oh, okay. he contributed over the limit, which means he paid taxes on the money that he contributed into okay. that 401k. So it's kind of like put into a separate bucket, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so then when he goes to roll over that 401k, those funds will be distributed differently and can go into the Roth where the remaining funds that were before tax would go into a regular IRA. Okay, well, I mean, that do you find people are doing that or has that happened for folks? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're dealing with uh, with the case right now where a large sum of the 401k was actually uh, after tax contributions and it created a whole separate bucket. However. With especially with the Secure Act 2.0 that just came out, which introduced a lot more options for people with Roth 401ks, we're seeing that that is the new trend of people put putting in you know quote unquote after tax contributions. It just means that they're contributing more towards their Roth 401k rather than their regular. All right, uh, thanks. And uh, Carlos 800-779-1942. Let's see, we got time for another one here. Let's go to Lynette in Cape Coral. Lynette says, I just learned about the reduction of my Social Security benefits if you take your benefits early and make over a certain amount. My first question, is that per household or family? Or would my husband and I both get to make that amount individually? And after we hit our full retirement age, is there still a reduction? Thanks a lot. I've already learned so much from your show. So it's actually per person, not per household. So it goes based off of, you know, if your husband is still working, that doesn't affect your actual situation with Social Security. Um, there is a penalty up to full retirement age. So every dollar over 21240 that you make, it'll be a dollar reduction for every $2 that you earn on your Social Security. However, once you turn that full retirement age, that reduction is no longer. So you can you know, work as much as you want, or if you delay Social Security till full retirement age, what you plan on keep working, that doesn't matter. There'll be no reduction if you still have earned income. Okay, well, and again, but taking benefits early, obviously there is a permanent reduction there if you, if you choose to. Of course, right. I mean, if, you take it, if you're taking it at 62, let's say, the earliest that you can actually take Social Security, there's no going back, right? There's no taking it at 62 and then saying, oh, actually, now that I'm 64, I want to turn this off until I hit full retirement age. 
No, right? Your social security, once you take it, you're set, right? That you've taken it and there's there's no more, you know, delaying it to earn extra. Uh, it's a permanent reduction on that end, too. There's no uh, there's no mulligan. That's correct. Yeah. Right. And actually, uh, next year, Social Security re- uh, recipients right now are going to receive another bump. So that's kind of nice. Okay. Uh, 2024, that's going up an average of, I think, $57 a month. Okay. Well, that's that's money. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I think it's it's not as much as last year, but still, it's nice that there's a bump. Yeah, it says uh, benefits may increase $57 per month in 2024, um, and that is a, about a 3.2% increase cost of living adjustment. So, you know, it, it, it's nice because everybody worries about Social Security. Well, it's not going down. It's actually going up, and it's happening a few times. So, you know, there's still over a trillion dollars being paid out every single year. Sure. Well, and again, so I think that's a good way to end the show on a very positive note. Uh, 800-779-1942. And uh, let's remind folks how they can get in touch. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate the positive feedback. If you're out there and you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land, you're not really happy where you are. Give us a call today. Let's get that second opinion done. If you're looking for an income plan, we can show you ways to turbocharge your retirement income. If you're looking to get your portfolio up and running again, let's do a portfolio recovery strategy. Either way, let's come in have a conversation. Let's sit down with you, see what you're trying to accomplish and see if we can show you some different ways of doing some things. So give us a call today. We're looking forward to seeing you. Give us a call right away, folks. 800-779-1942. It's a great way to get that financial roadmap put together. You can find out how much risk you're taking. What about red flags that could be a problem for you? Do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? What about tax liabilities? And an income plan to maximize your Social Security benefits. You would, If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, all it takes is a phone call, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. And again, always a pleasure. This is one of my favorite hours of the week working with you guys. We have fun. We learn a lot. And, uh, and again, you just put out some great information. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And everybody out there, again, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida. Insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions. 